Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Grace and peace to everyone that's uh, with us on our Truth Zone Bible study uh, tonight. We appreciate you so very much for joining us. Uh, It's been quite a while since we've been on this particular format, uh, but it's for a good reason. We have been trans, um, we have been moving, transitioning into our new facility uh, here in Florence, South Carolina. The Lord has allowed us and blessed us to be able to uh, lease a building that we believe would uh, help accentuate what we're doing in ministry. And so we're excited about that, and uh, we are moved in. It's still a working process, still some a lot of work to be done, but we were able to have service uh, this past Sunday. Um, and so we are, we're inviting you uh, to our new location. 
Uh, we're meeting on Sunday mornings at 1115, um, 531 East Palmetto Street, 531 East Palmetto Street here in Florence, South Carolina. And, of course, we'll also be there on Tuesdays for our Bible study, although tonight we're doing it online because, again, there's still some work that we're doing uh, to the building uh, just to be able to facilitate the work of God, the work of ministry, and uh, just to be able to minister to God's people more effectively. Uh, so we thank all of you who have been praying with us and supporting us. I really, really appreciate that. It, it All of the words of encouragement, uh, the prayers, the support, whether or not you've been verbal or nonverbal, I, I believe many of you really have sent your prayers and well wishes toward us. We thank you so very, very much. Uh, we're positioning to minister. We're positioning to expand and, and extend the kingdom of God in this region and beyond. Um, and so we, and at the end of this uh, uh, lesson tonight, we also again give the address to the to the ministry location. Um, tonight, what we're going to do is is talk about the benefits of fasting, um, benefits of consecration. We're going to spend some time dealing with that. Not a very long time, but this is the time of year that many people uh, go on a consecration or fast for various reasons, some spiritual, some non-spiritual, some of it is just to uh, get some extra weight off, uh, all of it's good. But we're going to talk about that. Before we do, let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give your name, glory, and honor, majesty, and power, which belongs to you. We honor you. We bless your name. Now, O oh Lord, as we go into your word and with your people, we pray that you will open our eyes to see, our ears to hear our minds to comprehend, and our hearts to receive what it is that your spirit is saying to us, your church. And we will give your name all the praise, all and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're talking about uh, uh, fasting. A couple weeks ago, we celebrated the coming in of the new year, 2016, according to the Gregorian calendar. Uh, 2016, uh, the Lord has blessed us to enter another year. Um, it's a blessing. It is a blessing to be alive and to be functioning in yet another year. So it's not a light thing. Many people that started off last year with us are not here in the earth realm, but uh, we're still here. We're alive. Many of us are healthy. We're whole. We're in our right mind, sound mind, and body and strength. And so it's definitely a blessing. And usually at these times, many people uh, go on, uh, a fast. Uh, we make New Year's resolutions to eat better, exercise more, and all of that has to do with what I'm calling a reset process. It was late last year, uh, a dear friend and brother of mine, uh, Brother Lawrence, uh, he and I were in conversation together, and he said something that really meant to be very powerful. One of those things that he, he mentioned to me uh, was about reset, starting over, uh, resetting yourself back to zero. And, and I can't go into all of the conversations uh, uh, with you tonight, but it just spoke so strong in my spirit. Uh, and since then, uh, that that word reset has, has been, you know, in my mind and in my heart and some things personally that I'm doing and have been doing, resetting my life, going back uh, to get myself back to zero, to start afresh, to start again, to start new. And at the beginning of another year is a wonderful opportunity to start again. It is a wonderful alpha moment. It is a wonderful 
beginning moment. It's a wonderful moment to reset. All right? Set yourself back to zero. Many times if you have uh, many uh, these uh, technology gadgets, uh, whatever, uh, computers, phones, when something goes awry with it or there's a virus or something like that, many times what they tell us to do is either turn the phone off or unplug the device. And that does is reset it. And resetting it back to factory settings, whatever, it goes back to how it was originally when it first came off of the press, first came out of the factory, first was created. And many of us, I believe that we're at a moment in time that we're having to reset ourselves uh, for various reasons. Some not all bad, some not all good, but we're having to reset ourselves and our mind, our body, our health, our relationships, uh, spirituality, um, finances, so many things we're having to reset. So many people uh, at around 2008, 2009, uh, with the housing market bubble thing that happened, many people found themselves having to reset. If you're laid off on your job, you're having to reset. Um, a, a loss of a loved one, you have to reset yourself, reset your mind, reset your life. And so the beginning of, of, of the year is, a, is, a, is an opportune time to reset. And one way we do that is by fasting. Now, uh, we're going to cover some things about fasting tonight. But one thing I want to say from the start about fasting is is, is this. Make sure uh, that you're fasting for the right reason. In other words, is this. There's a scripture in Isaiah 58 that the Lord is really uh, chastising the people uh, because they, they were fasting, but it wasn't for the right reason. And I encourage you to uh, read Isaiah chapter 58 and, and just listen to some things that God is saying about fasting, and perhaps we'll visit that scripture um, later on. Actually, I'll just I'll go to it um, very briefly. Uh, but make sure you're doing it for the right reason. If you just want to lose weight, say that. It's okay. Uh, fasting does have health benefits, all right? So if you're missing meals or modifying your diet, that's wonderful. Just say that's what you're doing because it has benefits also. And and let me also say this. I'm finding out more and more that God is not fragmented. Many times in our Western way of thinking, in Western philosophy, we have a fragmented self-existence. In other words, we separate our spiritual life from our natural life. We separate spirituality from um, social life. We separate our faith from our culture. You know, we have this sacred, secular thing that divides us so much in how we do and what we do. God is not fragmented like that, okay? And we are created one body. Yes, we are spirit, soul, and we have a physical body, but we're one being. We're one being. And so even if you're going on a diet, when you uh, do things to better your health, that also positively affects your spirit man. 
Okay. Uh, many times we, we, we don't equate that. We don't unite that. Uh, but we have to realize that. Uh, I think it's a very powerful thing. So when we are doing things to better your physical man, like detoxing or whatever, it have a, a, a great impact on your spirit man, on your soulish man. It, it really does. It really does. It's all together is what I'm trying to say. So even when you're going on a diet, uh, it, it does have spiritual uh, ramifications. Um, but just, just understand why why you're doing it. Fasting has, has uh, it, it does more when you understand why you're doing it, when you have a reason, a focal point for it, okay? Um, and just to kind of get right into it, because uh, we don't want to be very long tonight. Um, and let me say this also before going into some benefits of fasting. Many people, especially within our faith world, our church world, we tend to think fasting as, sometimes almost punishment. Um, and then we figure we got to go on this fast so we can get super spiritual. And again, you are more aware of your spirit man and your spiritual surroundings. But being spiritual does not mean not being human. I need to say that again. You may want to tweet that or something. Being spiritual does not mean not being human. And even though you do, we deny ourselves of some some uh, pleasurable things like eating when we fast, it doesn't mean not being human. That's a, that's a Gnostic way of thinking that the material world is all evil. And so we must strive to be more like Christ a spiritual man, so we deny our flesh, and, and, and our flesh is evil. The only good thing is the spirit. Um, you have to understand that the, the language of the scripture, you have to understand that all nature is not evil. Because it's natural doesn't mean it's evil. Okay? There's a difference between natural and being carnal. To be carnally minded is death, the scripture says. It doesn't say being natural. Minded. So to be concerned about your natural being and doing the things that calls for your natural being to be uh, as healthy as possible, which includes eating, by the way, is necessary. Okay, and 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 many of us don't know how to fast. All right, we eat all kind of ways. We have a very crazy diet. Then we go on this extreme fast and almost kill yourself. What good is the fast if you? If you get sick and, and God forbid something happens to you, it's not the way it, it works, okay? Um, okay, beyond that. Now, one thing a fast can do, a spiritual fast can help you overcome uh, some negative habits. When you discipline yourself, uh, I think it's 21 days to say uh, 21 days can get you into a habit, 21 days can break that habit. All right. If you consistently do some things, 21 days, it becomes a habit, either to form the habit or to break the habit. So when you apply discipline to your life uh, to do some things, uh, it can have wonderful benefits, and you can break negative habits by fasting. Some of us, um, yes, and, and, and there's a reason why food is, is uh, at the center of fasting a lot. Maybe we'll come back to that later. But some of us have, have developed some very 
bad habits, bad eating habits, yes. Um, and, of course, with this age of technology, we're always connected to some sort of uh, device, whether it be our smartphones, our computers, uh, TV, iPods, iPads, tablets, anything. We're connected, and it, it, it takes so much of our time. It takes so much of our attention. Many of us, uh, we're, we're losing in our relationships. Our relationships are not what they should be because we invest too much time and attention uh, to, to technology and other things. Social media, oh, my goodness. Many of us are investing too much of our time in social media, responding to things that really have nothing to do with us. We're engaging in other people's lives who we really don't even know many of these people, but we are spending our time and attention and energy. Many of us are emotionally involved in these people's lives, and we have never laid eyes on them. You need to break that habit, and sometimes fasting can help us to break that habit, okay? Not just missing meals, but also shutting down. And let me say something about extreme fasting. Many times, it's not just one time a year. That That's good if that's what you can do, and that's a good time to reset your life. But, you know, God designed Sabbath. Oh, my. He designed the Sabbath to be a, a point of reset, a reference point, to unplug from society, uh, unplug from work, and just, you know, uh, rest your mind, rest your body. That's what the Sabbath is designed for. Um, God rested on the, on the seventh day and hallowed it, blessed it, Genesis chapter 2 says. He, God put that in our time frame. He put that in motion for us, not that we be uh, uh, bound by the Sabbath, because this is what Jesus said when uh, the Pharisees accused his disciples of picking, you know, plucking corn on the Sabbath day. And Jesus said, listen, man was not made for the Sabbath, but the Sabbath was made for man. In other words, the Sabbath is a gift to us. The Sabbath is a gift to us for us. Okay? It's a gift to us for us. All right? And, and, and we should utilize the Sabbath that way. Not, again, be bound by it. And, and and be burdened with rules and rituals and feasts and all of that. No, it's it's for us to us. Okay? And the Sabbath is 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 a, a time to reset unplug and when you take that concept into fasting, fasting just missing meals, if you want to do something spiritual, uh, you have to also unplug from your daily routine, this business, this steady moving, always engaging in things. When you when you on a fast, that is a time to stop, quiet yourself, steal yourself, steal your mind, okay, steal your heart, unplug from all of this business. That's that's what it's for. And we cannot neglect those moments. Don't neglect them. don't just miss meals. Um uh, uh rest your mind. Don't just detox the body, which has wonderful uh, uh, effects in your body, but also detox your mind. Yes, 
detox your mind as purposely as you detox your body. Many of us uh, do that 10-day green smoothie thing. Uh, uh, you put that in your system and you let it work. That's what you do to detox your mind. Put something good in, something pure in, something clean in, which is the word of God. May, may I add that? Okay. Get more of the word in you. Read more of the word. Hear more of the word. And we're living in a society now that if it's not 150, 120 characters that can fit thick in a tweet, we don't want to read it. Listen, discipline yourself. Read the word. Even if it's on a small level like just a tweet, get a verse a day. Surround yourself with hearing the word. Don't just listen to uh, the jam stations on your way to work. Don't just listen to the comedians on your way to work. Still yourself. Listen to the word. Quiet yourself. And when you do that, you begin to detox your mind. The word will work. Get the word in you, just like you get that green smoothie in you, okay? You don't have to tell that green smoothie to work. It will work. You put the word in you, all right, and the negative stuff will start coming out of your mind. You start thinking pure. Your tolerance for low-level thinking becomes low. You know, your tolerance for mess and gossip. Now you don't want to be uh, around that type of thing. That's what I mean by detoxing your mind. Okay, so 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 spiritual fasting has wonderful implications. Um, it can help you overcome negative habits. Again, we already talked about being getting unplugged, getting quiet, uh, and it could take some. Paul says uh, there's a verse in Thessalonians, I believe. He said, "Study." <laughs> so this is it, it, it kind of it, it's it's funny. He said, "Study to be quiet." Study to be quiet. In our society, in our culture today, First Thessalonians chapter four, verse eleven. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse eleven. He says, "Study to be quiet and to do your own business. Study to be quiet, do your own business." Wow! But this way, he said, "You have to study that. Put time in, because our society, our culture keeps us moving. Uh, it's, it's, it's so loud in our life right now." We get in the car, we blast the music. Now we got earplugs, earphones on. Uh, we hear stuff that's going on all the time. It's so loud in our life. It is so loud in our life. Many of us go to loud churches. I'm not saying anything wrong with it. But Paul says being quiet is not easy. It doesn't come easy. And Lord knows you know that's the truth in our society. Being quiet does not come easy to us. He said you have to study to be quiet. Put time in. It's a mental process. It's work trying to be quiet. But the benefits are so wonderful. The benefits are so wonderful uh, when you master being quiet. Uh, We already talked about uh, a a part of spiritual fasting is getting the word in you. Many of us have to be reintroduced to Scripture. And may I ask, if you're not a Bible reader, if you're not a Bible reader every day, uh, yes, I would have to warn you, don't get into the scriptures that you get bogged down in. Don't get into the boring scriptures. I do not recommend you read the book of Leviticus while you're fasting if you're not a Bible reader. Okay? I really would encourage you to read something else. Read the Exodus stories. Read Genesis. Read the Psalms. The Psalms are very, very wonderful. Uh, 
Uh, they're, they're easy reading. It has a poetic flow to them. Um, read something like that. Okay? Um, and it's not the volume of scripture you read. Just, just read it and meditate on the scripture. Read the scriptures you can understand or seek to understand the scriptures that you read. Okay? So get the word in. Like I can't uh, stress that enough. Um, uh, Bishop Michael Blue, my bishop, uh, he, he has a statement. He says oftentimes that many of us in this generation, many people are biblically illiterate, meaning we don't, we don't read the Bible. Many people just simply don't read the Bible. And I'm not just talking about non-faith people. People that are in Christian churches go to church fluently. We don't read the Bible. Even in many of our services, we don't get much of my scripture, especially in the charismatic, black charismatic church. We, uh, uh, many people don't, we don't get enough expository teaching, expository uh, uh, preaching. Uh, we just take a story out of the Bible and we work concepts around a text, which is nothing wrong with that. But but teaching our people to engage in Bible reading is so very important. Um, having a congregational read from the text together, engaging the, con- uh, the congregation in reading the scripture, I think we need to do more as church leaders, as spiritual leaders in doing that because we've gotten so far away from engaging in scriptural reading, not just the bestsellers books. I thank God for many of the authors that's out there on Christian living. Uh, many of you who follow uh, some of the more popular ones like Joel Osteen, uh, Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes, Tony Evans, John Maxwell, people like that, uh, Chuck Swindoll, wonderful, wonderful people. And they write, uh, David Jeremiah, they write so very well. I enjoy their writings. I have several of their books, but none of that takes the place of reading scripture. None of it takes the place of engaging in reading the scripture. Paul tells Timothy, he says, till I come, give attendance to reading. Read the Holy Scriptures, okay? It'll bless you. It'll help you detox. It'll help you in your fast. It'll help you reset, okay? It'll help you find yourself where you are and where you should be. Too many of us are lost and we're scattered. Uh, Jesus uh, looked at uh, the multitudes in Matthew chapter 9, and he uh, he said they're like sheep scattered without a shepherd. Many of us are people who are shattered. We don't have direction for our life. All you have to do is engage us in conversation. Uh, What is the plan for your life? And many of us, uh, we don't know what our destiny is. We don't know what our purpose is. We're scattered. We don't have a five-year plan for our life. Many of us don't have a year plan for our life. We're scattered. Getting engaged in the word of God can help you find yourself. You find yourself. You find your destiny. You find your purpose when you engage in scripture reading. Another thing fasting can do, really, when you quiet yourself, you'll find that your relationships, some of them begin to heal. And again, it's not the other person necessarily that's changing. You are changing. So, so, so fasting has some wonderful benefits. While you are changing, while you are quieting yourself, while you are stealing yourself, while you are avoiding yourself of the negative toxins in your mind and in your heart, 
you will begin to be a more pleasant person, and you begin to tolerate others better. And many times you can tolerate them better because they're tolerating you better. Wow. Oh, my. This is better than what I thought it was going to be. And listen, when you begin to detox, even when you do a natural detox, you know all the health benefits to naturally detoxing. It adds years to your life, physically. You get all those toxins and parasites out of your body. You feel better. You live longer. Imagine even the spiritual implications. You, you worry less. You don't hold on to stress because you're learning to let go of all of that negative energy. You're quieting yourself. A lot of noise creates friction. But when you quiet yourself, you know, you begin to find out you're more at peace. You move, your movements become more fluid, not rigid and erratic. Your thought patterns become deeper and not your mind just skipping over everything and running 100 miles an hour. Have you ever felt that way? Many of us can't even go to sleep and rest at night because our mind is running so much. Fasting helps your mind to slow down and you think deeper thoughts, not just a million thoughts. You think deeper thoughts. Amen. Fasting helps you focus on who matters. Fasting helps you focus on God. Okay? It helps you focus on a higher being than yourself, a higher purpose than yourself. Okay? There may be somebody on this call who may not be a Christian, you know, but but yet you're seeking, you're searching for um, a higher being, a higher cause. Fasting helps you do that. Okay? Fasting gets you in tune with that higher being. Okay, some other New Age people and holistic people will say higher self. Uh, we know who the higher being is. It's not myself. It's, it's the almighty God, which he is in us. Okay, but it helps you focus on him, the life giver. It, it puts you in tune to, to creation and creation's creator, which is God. You appreciate creation more. Everything looks brighter and better when you're detoxed, when you're fasting. The air seems cleaner. <laughs> All right, let's go on. I'm really almost done tonight. We're not going to be very long. Um, okay, and, and go back to relationships. Fasting helps you think about others. It takes the focus off you know, your needs all the time. It, it just, these are just benefits that will happen. You don't have to make it happen. And that's another thing about fasting. Sometimes in a charismatic holy church, we figure we got to fast to make things happen. Yeah. Fast so we can do the miracles. Fast so we can cast out devils. Fast so we can heal the sick and all that. No, you don't have to make it happen. You don't. But what happens, you become more in tune again with creation's creator, the life giver. Ah, yes. And, 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 and when you're infused with that type of life, that type of energy, where you go, that energy goes. That peace that you have received through this fasting, through this detox, uh, that peace that you receive, wherever you go, that peace goes. Yeah. Yes, even that he, those healing energy that you receive in your own physical body, where you go, that goes with you. And that is what will do the miracles, will do the signs, and will do the, the wonders. Not that we have to make something happen. 
And so many times in our, our church world, we have a service before the fast and we have a service after the fast, and we expect this, what we call it, mighty rules of court. And the mighty move of God sometimes is so subtle. Wow. I wish I could stay there. This is some good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there is an energy. There is a spiritual energy that that emanates from us when you're connected. And fasting does have you connect to that God source. There is a spiritual energy. And you don't have to make it happen. It will just flow. It will just flow. Um, that's, that's really most of what I want to say tonight about that. Uh, many of us are halfway done with your, or about done with your Daniel fast. 21-day fast. Um, um, some of us started and fell off. Get back on. I mean, uh, in, engage in it. And don't just let January be the only time uh, you do it. Uh, one thing that I'm doing, this is just me. I'm not you know, telling you to do it. One thing I'm doing is that I'm trying to introduce it to my family, my household, just really do more to observe the Sabbath. Um you know, a system of unplugging weekly, unplugging from the world weekly, setting, resetting myself weekly, uh, um, resting my mind, resting my body, doing it on a weekly basis, not just wait till summertime when the children get out of school that we can go on a vacation. But but listen, listen there's a, the Ten Commandments is to remember the Sabbath, Remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Many of us don't remember the Sabbath. We don't remember the time that God gave us to reset, to unplug, to detox. And so we go all year, and then in January, we want to do this big old detox. When he put in our everyday life, regular life, the Sabbath to constantly remind us, unplug, detox. Reset yourself. All right. Listen, that's that's um, what I have tonight. I'm not going to take this the whole hour, but I appreciate those of you who are on the call. Once again, for those of you in the Florence area, um, um, we are in our new building, 531 East Palmetto Street uh, in Florence, South Carolina. It's one of the main highways in Florence, Highway 76. If you uh, ever had to go to Myrtle Beach, Nine times out of ten, you took Highway 76 to get there. Um, so Palmetto Street turns into Highway 76, or is Highway 76, rather. So our church is right in the heart of town, 531 East Palmetto Street is where we're meeting on Sunday mornings at 11.15, and we'll begin meeting there on the Tuesdays. Um, on fifth Sunday, this coming fifth Sunday, uh, even at around 4 or 5 o'clock, we're trying to reach out to a few um uh, people, and we're going to have sort of like a family friend celebration at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, just a celebration to, you know, let people know where we are in the community, in the city, and uh, just have some people to come and celebrate the Lord with us and the goodness of the Lord uh, with us. Uh, but we'll give you more information about that on social media uh, probably tomorrow. But, again, thank you for your support, for the prayers. Um, we're doing some other things. We're getting the website ready, so... We can engage you more by putting a lot of our teaching tools 
on the website. Um, uh, there'll be a something there if you want to contribute financially uh, on the website. So all of that is forthcoming. Just please pray with us. And if you know anyone that can really help us, what I'm looking to do is really build a team. I know that you cannot do this. This vision that the Lord has given is too big for me to do on my own. It is unsurmountable for me to even attempt to do it on my own. I need you. I need someone to help me, whether you're near or far. I believe there's something you can do to help me, even if it's just on social media. If you are a technical guru, I need you. Um, if you, you're a person that kind of designs flyers or something like that, let me know. Um, a person that's connected, just, just let us know. One of the things that uh, we wanted to do last year, we have several opportunities to go to several different areas to bring a truth zone uh, Bible class, a seminar. I hate using the word conference because it's overused. If you're in an area and you want us to come and, and do a teaching series, just let us know. If you're a person that can organize that for us, um, just let us know. There's so much that, that the Lord has put in our hearts and mind to do. Um, and as I told you, let me share the vision with you. We're still trying to formulate the statement into like 10 words. They tell us that a vision should be 10 words or less. I think this is more than 10 words. But uh, Truth Zone, uh, our, our vision is to transform families and communities with information, inspiration, and revelation through the truth and love of Jesus Christ. All right, that's what we're here to do, and we need to have to do that. All right? Listen, God bless you. Happy New Year to all of you. We bid you God's speed, peace, and blessings be unto you from our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, God bless you until we meet again. Peace and blessings to you.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.